I'm Will Young, and I have worked in several different job environments ranging from lawn care to corporate sales. I have graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University with two majors in marketing and administration, and you're listening to the Young Blooded Podcast, a 30-minute to one-hour audio experience teaching you how to start a side hustle or advance your career through actionable steps and real-life stories from experienced business owners and investors. Please enjoy the truths, mistakes, and laughs of the Young Blooded Podcast experience. Hey guys, welcome back to the Young Blooded Podcast. Today is a really cool episode because it's our first time we've ever invited somebody back to the show. Although I like to do this with a lot of other guests, this is actually the first one. And his first episode went crazy and it's still continuing to be one of the top most downloads. So, you know, we got to have him back and he's still crushing it in the business world. So Colin Foote, thanks again for coming back on the Young Blooded Podcast and taking some time out of your day to, to zoom in and, you know, uh, talk about sales and talk about some some cool stuff that you're doing in December here in Q4 and adds value back to the marketplace. So thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having on me. First one was fun. So yeah, it was an easy yes to come on for a second one. So pumped <laughs> to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad we could create that environment for you. Uh, so I know that we had kind of gone over kind of your beginnings and your story a little bit last time, and we're tr- trying to do a little bit more of a deep dive this time. Um, but I guess overall, wh- what's been the biggest change from the last time we spoke until now within uh, within your e-commerce business? Yeah. So it, the, the space is always changing, right? That's just mm-hmm. kind of how any digital business um, operates. Things change frequently and you have to adapt or kind of go down with the ship. Right. And that's something that's, that's recently um, been happening on Amazon. Um, they're, they're changing a lot of the rules um, and regulations on different, you know, products, listings or whatever. Um, and, you know, needing to be kind of agile and, and be able to adapt has been really important over the last couple of months, um, especially going into uh, our, our busiest time, which is Q4 going into the holidays. Um, and that kind of, um, drifts into January and February as well. Those are kind of our, the winter months are probably our busiest time. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, we've had to almost completely, um, shift our business, um, while simultaneously keeping what was working to keep going on. Right. So it wasn't just a hard cut over. We needed to continue to, um, keep our sales up, keep our team employed while also making a pretty massive shift. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the way we had been doing it, um, was basically, um, you know, either myself or people on my team going into retail stores, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever you name it, um, buying products, um, trying to get as many as we could. Um, and then we would take it back to our um, warehouse. Um, we just purchased a warehouse. We previously a room, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. started out as a a, yeah. <laughs> a room in uh, one of my wife and I's apartment, and then went into my garage. And then um, just recently, we went and bought a warehouse ourselves. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's how we had been doing it. Um, and then recently, with some of the the regulation changes on Amazon. Um, we've almost switched our entire model over to doing completely online. It's called online arbitrage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So uh, purchasing items in bulk from websites, um, it significantly increases your purchasing options because instead of you know your, your few local stores, you have access to thousands of online retailers. Um, so they you know you can purchase them in bulk. Uh, well, relatively bulk, most websites cap you at a certain amount, but yeah. Um, they ship it right to our door and then we, we pack it from there. Um, and that, that seems to be 
doing better with the new regulations Amazon has put on sellers. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we're absolutely crushing it right now. So um, yeah, it's been going well. Awesome. Well, that's, that's a great update, man. That's good to hear that uh, you guys were able to pivot and kind of keep that rolling instead of uh, the analogy of going down with the ship. That would be a tough one. So um, along with that, you said arbitrage is kind of the new, the new strategy, right? So with arbitrage, do you purchase the items after the orders have been made to fulfill those items or do you purchase them first and then store them? Right. Cause I feel like with arbitrage, you have to wait until the order's in. Is that correct? Uh, so that that's one way to do it. Um, okay. we, we don't, we don't wait for the order to come in just because there's risk with that. Um, so if someone places the order and then we have to go to the retailer and, and purchase it, the retailer could be out of stock. Right. Uh, so in, in this business, there is overhead of kind of housing products. Mm -hmm. uh, but the way we do it is we, we purchase, you know, in as bulk as we can, we package them up and send them to Amazon warehouses. And then at that point, when a customer um, purchases on the Amazon platform, Amazon will then fulfill all of our orders for us. So okay. it's a little bit um, of a different model than, you know, there's a, a lot of, uh, I think, buzz about kind of that more drop shipping model where an mm -hmm. order comes in and then you place on a retailer and the retailer ships it directly to the customer. Yeah. Um, we we don't like that. There's It's kind of a gray area on um, Amazon's terms of service. So it's not super mm -hmm. clear if you can do it or not. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, in, in any business that's a full-time income, I, you know, I, I'd like to make sure it's safe everything we're doing <laughs> yeah. is above reproach a little bit. So um, that's why we, we use Amazon's fulfillment system. It's called mm -hmm. fulfillment by Amazon. Um, it's actually, FBA. yeah, FBA. Yeah. So yep. um, yeah, it, it's great. Customers get one to two day shipping. You, you see a lot more sales that way. So yeah, that's the way we're doing it. Yeah. And it's also has that lever to passivity as well. From my understanding with FBA, you can kind of do a little bit more sitting back if you have a system in place that allows you to take over after a year or two, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there's definitely different ways to do it. Um, you know, with the retail arbitrage model where we're going out to the stores and stuff that takes up a lot of time um, because in, in our business, you have to spend money to make money. Right. So right. you're looking at purchasing inventory. Okay. What can my return on investment be? for that inventory. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can walk into a store, I can walk into any Walmart and spend a, you know, let's say a thousand dollars in an hour, hour and a half, but from sitting behind my computer, I can spend a thousand um, dollars in about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it can, it can be much more um, time efficient as well as, you know, you can, there, there are business models where you can ship those products directly to prep centers as well. So a prep center will handle all your um, prep and ship it to Amazon. So it can mm -hmm. be almost completely passive other than, you know, the purchasing and like procurement of products. Right. Yeah. And those, those purchasing and procurement can kind of happen on the fly, as you were saying, or, or with your computer, wherever you're at, yeah, even if you're on totally. a quick family vacay or something like that. So yeah. right on, yeah. man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, I mean, other than like within FBA, is there something else you're focused on right now? Or have you been really just trying to hone in because of that Christmas season rush? Yeah, we're, we're really trying to focus in on our, our Amazon business right now. Um, mm -hmm. just because that's where the money's at. That's where, um, we're seeing the most growth right now, just because like you said, it is the holiday season. Um, and this is really the time to, to take a deep dive in, into that kind of business model, just because, you know, people are, are traveling a lot. They don't want to go to stores and they're also willing to pay a premium on, you know, certain products because it is the holidays. They either need to get their kid a gift or, right. uh, you know, they can't find it at the store or whatever it might be. Um, so we're, we're focusing largely on that. Um, but obviously, you know, I, I kind of have ADD, right. I have, I have an entrepreneurial mind. So yeah. it's just, 
it's hard to get boxed into one thing at all times. Uh, so I, I do my best to have some like creative um, space for um, like, I have a, a digital marketing company as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, trying to start new projects. Um, I got one of my buddies, we're, we're starting to, an idea for, for a golf brand. Um, and I think it'll be pretty interesting. Um, It's going to be a pretty good success. And, um, it's a, an idea I haven't heard, um, before and he, he brought it, you know, I'm, I'm going to help with the marketing on that, but yeah, I would say 95% of my time right now, um, fully on Amazon, just because I, in this business model, I, I know how to turn, you know, let's say 10 bucks into, you know, 15 bucks almost on repeat. Yeah. Um, pretty relatively easy once, you know, you know, the steps and how to do it. Right. Right. And I guess with, uh, you know, like you said, with it being Christmas time and stuff, it's, it's a great time to do it. So within that, like while you're working on Amazon and just really crushing, you know, that store, what would you say is like a, a really important lesson that you've learned from even the past last time we talked until now um, within within Amazon, just because I know you're always learning as as you like to say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say, I think this applies to, to any business, but um, you know, the experience that I've been having over the last couple months, I would say never to get married to a certain type of business model or business itself. Mm. Um, just because, you know, I use the, the analogy like going down with the ship. Well, you know, going down with the ship, you can still make money until the ship sinks. Mm-hmm. But once that, that ship is sunk, you're out of opportunities. So, right. um, you know, you might take a small hit in the, you know, in the temporary time, but long-term, if you can pivot in business, I think you will always win. Um, you know, instead of being stubborn, I can be pretty stubborn. So this is, this has been a pretty difficult change for me. Cause I'm like, you know, the specific way that we've been doing this is working. It's basically printing money, but it's not going to work in the long term. So we have to change it down before right. it's even needed. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and it sucks because you'll, you'll take a temporary hit, uh, you know, in being a business owner, you take the hit of, you know, the profit at the end of the year because of that pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way we pivoted was actually, um, you know, really good just because we were able to ease out of one business model while ramping up the new business model. And we actually didn't, we haven't seen um, that big of a a shift actually. And it might help that it's Q4. So we're seeing a bump in our sales, but we haven't Mm -hmm. seen a downturn at all. And we've only seen seen an increase. So um, it it was a really good time to pivot and, you know, having the ability to pivot, I think in business as a whole is super important. Yeah, definitely raises your profit ceiling as well. I'm sure that you found new ways to make even more money now and, you know, supply more people with with jobs and stuff, which is awesome. So within that, um, working on it day to day and just like really focusing and grinding, I know it can be easy to get the like blinders on and just be working, like you're saying, on the things that work and making sure that you're just running those as really well as you can. But to like anticipate issues within the market or to see things the right way within, you know, e-commerce or really any online type business, wh- how, what are those indicators? How do you know that when to make those pivots? Cause it seems like you can do it pretty well if you've been able to knock it out this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah th- so that's a good question. Um, part of it, I, I feel like there, there is a gut feeling, right. Um, that I think a lot of business owners have, it's just being able to do a self-check like, um, is the business healthy? Am I healthy? like are my employees healthy, right? I feel like those are checks that as business owners, we need to take. Um, And obviously the most important one I would say is like, you know, 
your physical health, your well-being is probably most important. And then secondarily is, you know, are, are you able to make a living off of running this business? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I saw with the first business model, our margins were starting to get thinner and I was having to work more in order to, you know, keep up for those margins being thin. So my health, you know, my, my well-being and my, my free, my time freedom was getting kind of squashed. Infringed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I quit my day job and I'm working, you know, a hundred hours for myself now. And I have no time to do what I want to do. Like, obviously I want to be doing this, but you know, free time. Yeah. And that's when I started to be like, okay, this pivot needs to happen because I don't know if, you know, I, I have a kid on the way too. So my, my wife, congrats. Thank you. And, um, I just want, I want to be able to prioritize my family over any, you know, any business. So if a pivot can make us more money in the long run, and then also give me more time, freedom and flexibility, let's run in that direction. So that, that's kind of what made me pivot. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but that, that was Mm -hmm. the reason I felt like it was necessary to make a change was the, the squeezing in margins, Amazon changing policy, but then also, you know, my, my health and my family's health being, you know, the most important thing that, that at least I can try to control. No, that's a pretty complete answer and well said too. I think it's a, it's a important thing to prioritize. And I think that kind of what you're getting at is like, know your priorities, right? Like, so for me, when I was in Texas doing stuff, there was a day where I was kind of like confused and trying to wonder when to make pivots in certain areas. So I decided to just go on a hike by myself and put in some earbuds, listen to some music. And about halfway through the hike, I took the earbuds out and I just kind of sat down and relaxed and thought to myself, like, what are my like life's priorities and my my own morals? Like, can I just write those down for myself really quick, four or five, whatever of the main ones so that I can kind of make my future decisions based on the hinges of these priorities? And it really it, they weren't the ones that I stuck with, but I, you know, I, I more morphed that since then. But, you know, you, you kind of figure it out. And if you start to think like that, I think you can really make a good shape um, as to where your life's going. And so I think that you do a really good job also of planning for the future and like making sure that you're setting up new opportunities and stuff like that for the future. How would you say is a good way to do that for somebody that's just in a regular job and maybe has something they're trying to get started or a side hustle or something like that, where it's like, okay, how can you make this happen so that you're not just leveraging your time for money and more so eventually you're able to kind of have some freedom, right? Yeah. 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 I I think that's a really good question because I think a lot of people want a side hustle or want, you know, something better than just their, their normal nine to five, which Mm -hmm. is completely fine. Right. Nine to fives are great. Like I never crap on them, but they they can have their limits, which is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think people can fall into a few different categories. Um, the first one would be like, you know, you don't have time or you don't have money, but you have time. Right. And at that point you can't really prioritize, well, I want all this freedom, all this time to do stuff. Um, while also having my nine to five, but I also want a side hustle. Like you can't have it all. Right. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't ab- advocate for quitting your nine to five to try to start a side hustle. Um, but I would advocate someone with a nine to five to focus, you know, once you get home, you have, you know, from let's say six to nine o'clock, you got three hours almost every night to put time in, which mm-hmm. will suck for, for a time. Um, and yeah. then once, once you get specialized in it, you'll, be more efficient with it. You'll spend less time doing it. And maybe at some point that takes over your nine to five. So then that's all you can focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other category is, you know, you have a nine to five, it pays super well, you have money, but you don't want to sacrifice time. At that point, 
you either need to pay someone to give you kind of a shortcut or a roadmap into whatever side hustle you're looking to do, or you need to pay someone to do it for you. Right. Uh, you're sacrificing your money for time or you're sacrificing time for your money. And that's really kind of what it boils down to, especially when you have a nine to five and your time is limited, you're going to need to sacrifice one of those things. And most people, you know, don't want to sacrifice money. So they're going to have to put in those extra hours mm -hmm. after or on the weekend um, to do it. I think it's totally okay to work on Saturdays. You know, yeah. I think it's important to take uh, one day off for sure. Um, I, I take my Sundays to be with my family. I don't mm -hmm. do any work stuff, um, but I think it's totally okay to, to grind for six days a week. And I think it's, it's doable. I, it, like, especially in the long term, as long as you're taking one day totally off to, to relax and recharge. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. And I think too, the, uh, the Saturday working, it, it, uh, it gives you an outsized return on your efforts, right? I've been saying this to my friends that work in like blue collar industries for years, but like if you can find a way to get side work or work a little bit extra, even for your own company that you're already working for, like you get the overtime if you'd get the regular hours, right? But you'll eventually figure out if I'm going to put in these five to 10 hours extra per week, every week anyway, I'm going to find out how to make the most money on it because I get to choose what I do with my time. Yep. So a lot of times those workers will find side jobs where they can start to do a contractor work and make 50, $60 an hour, as opposed to the 15 to 20 that they're making at the regular job. Right. Yeah. So that Saturday oftentimes, and especially after you get going, after you get past the suck stage is going to have such an outsized return that you won't want to stop doing it. So I think that that's also a really compelling reason to why to get started on uh, working on Saturdays and working on the side hustle and things like that too. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it'll prevent you from being an idiot the night before. Right. So <laughs> yeah. it'll force you to be efficient. Like it kind of sucks sometimes on, on Friday nights. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for bed. It's like nine 30. Cause I I'm going to get up and work the next morning. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's totally okay to um, even in your twenties, like everyone says like, go out, have fun. Um, I think it's totally okay to not go out on a Friday night or go out for dinner, hang out for a little bit, but then come home so you can get to work the next day. Um, mm -hmm. So you're not wasting you know, time going out is expensive too. And it, it'll also waste your next day because you don't feel good. So yeah. I think that's totally okay. And it should be encouraged um, to almost not, you know, be stupid on the weekends. <laughs> no, right. And I think that like, that's those like type of fun experiences can be entirely replaced with things during the week. Like there were, there were a lot of opportunities to join like a, a youth group or a small group or a bowling league, soccer or whatever. Like you can find something that you enjoy doing in like a community that isn't drinking involved, you know, and that that's really going to help bring the momentum forward when you do need to focus on a Saturday. No, I get that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess what you were saying with like within e-commerce to kind of shift back into that and get, get a deeper dive into it. What yeah. does a day look like a little bit different for you now than it did back then, given that you've made those pivots? Like what, could you go through a day to day and it would, wouldn't be the same as the last time I asked you it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. So when we were doing more of the retail arbitrage mm -hmm. side of things, um, like I said, it, it would be me and my team or me or my team going out and shopping almost every morning. Um, so I, I like to get an early jump on my morning. So I'm, I'm out the door by like six forty-five, seven every morning. Nice. Um, just because it's quiet. I don't know. It just feels like I'm get, able to get more work done. Yeah. Um, but then I, I would be out and about until like, let's say 11 o'clock in the morning. So four hours kind of burned, um, you know, driving around, shopping, whatever. Yeah. And then we would come back, prep the products. Um, and then um, on days we weren't doing So we would do that three days a week, prepping the products, but we would be shopping every day of the week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so then on the off days that we weren't prepping, I would have a little bit more time to catch up on more admin work. Um, so there's something called a repricer in Amazon. So it makes sure your, your products are being priced correctly, um, helping you stay profitable, but then also helping you not hold on to excess inventory. That's just sitting there and stale, mm-hmm. just sitting as, you know, wasted cash. Um, so I, I would take that time to, to catch up on, you know, more admin tasks that, um, require me to be at a computer, but now shifting to an online arbitrage model. Um, like I said, I can spend the, the dollar amount that I need to spend much quicker. Um, so if I'm, you know, let's say my, my spend goal every day is about $2,000, right? If I can spend $2,000 in the store in in four hours, I can spend it in a, in about an hour, 10 hour and a half, um, on my computer. So that that gives me uh, almost three hours a day back, um, as time. So, Um, with, with that time, I'm able to catch up on the, those admin tasks even faster. Um, and then now we have a team doing our prep for us. So I, I have all this extra time now to either focus on finding new products to spend more money. Um, and I, I use the spend money because it's, I, I think it's the leading indicator on how much money I can make. Mm-hmm. So if, if our average return on investment for these products is, you know, let's say 60%, mm-hmm. if I'm able to spend two to $3,000 a day, um, you know, let's say five days a week, that, that's a pretty good, um, you know, reasonable um, salary that I can draw um, spending that, that amount of money, not to yeah. mention the credit card rewards points and all that, like all, all that stuff's good when you're spending mm-hmm. money um, and you know that it's going to come back and be making money. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what does this, this new chunk of time look like? Am I focusing it all on Amazon, which I am right now, but in the long run, is that where my, my time is most valuable. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out because this model is like almost completely new to us. Um, but I, I think a lot of it will end up going back to be with my family once um, my kid is born and then also just new ventures. Cause I, like I said, I have ADD. So I, I always want to have, you know, my hand in different pots and making sure I'm not missing out on opportunity. Um, obviously being reasonable on that and not over leveraging myself, but yeah, I think that's where I'll spend most of this like newfound time. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome, man. And uh, that's like a pretty quick progression to this point. But I know a lot of guys that like are older in their business careers, they tend to spend a lot more time researching, reading, looking for investments to to kind of move their money around and let it work for them. And so it's kind of cool that you get to get to that point already and start to creatively look for new opportunities and things like that. Um, are there any big investment opportunities that you've been able to take advantage of so far that have really, you know, gotten you some good returns or any that you can talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So obviously I've had my losses as well. Um, <laughs> right. uh, pretty big losses. Um, uh, and that le- led me to not really trust the stock market a little bit. Um, I was, I was an idiot. I was young, stupid, put too much money into um, a pot stock, which was just stupid. And that's yeah. a, a story for another day. The CEO ended up being on the FBI most wanted list. All that stuff. No so, way. Like a marijuana yeah. type stock. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Pot. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out to be just, horrible for a lot of people that did make a lot of money with that type of stuff though it's just why you would probably look at it so i I was in the right industry the wrong time but i bet on the wrong jockey that's all um and and that happens um it's it stings still like i just feel silly but Mm -hmm. um i know we talked about on the last show was the avocado farm that i was able to invest in yeah Um, and that's been really fun to to watch develop um obviously with 
um, I'll, I'll kind of give a, a preface for people who might not have listened to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was connected with this um, guy through Instagram, um, never met him in person. So it sounds super sketchy, but um, he, he had a pretty large following, um, pitched this idea of an avocado farm in Tanzania, which is on the east coast of Africa. Um, turned out it, the investment looked really good. I trust this guy because he, he's had multiple businesses before where, you know, he, he's been super successful. So um, tried to learn my lesson from getting burned on the, the pot stock to then, yeah. you know, let's bet on the jockey running it instead of just the industry because mm-hmm. the industry can be good, but the jockey, aka the CEO can be, you know, awful. Yeah. Uh, so I trust this guy. He seems to know his stuff. Um, and in less than a year, he has, you know, basically almost all the infrastructure on our farm set up. Um, and they actually just this past probably two weeks ago started planting um, in the ground, the actual um, seedlings. So okay, uh, it sounds like, well, we might get some of our first fruit produced in the next probably six to 12 months, which is really, really exciting. Um, and with, with the infrastructure all set up, if you were to turn or, turn it around and sell it to, let's say a, a foreign investor, a lot mm-hmm. of um, Saudis are, are into avocado farms, especially mm-hmm. in Africa. Yeah. Um, we would get a, a pretty sizable return for, for what we put in and um, probably, yeah, I, I don't know the exact number, but it would definitely be over 10 times um, the amount that we put in and that's awesome. a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just been fun to watch develop it. You know, they, they post on social media all the time, just little projects that they're working on. And you something to root for kind of, yeah. You're yeah. like, Oh, sweet. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch sports. So this gives mm-hmm. me an outlet to like, you know, be on someone's team to, to root for them. So yeah. it's been fun for sure. There you go. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, um, within, within that, um, farm type of industry, I know that you don't necessarily ascribe to a lot of this, like the same type of work that they are typically doing day to day. So like, are you involved with a lot of like their type of decision-making for big stuff, big marketing things, or are you solely just an investor? You just kind of like, I want to put my money here and also see how it goes. And I'm, I trust you guys to kind of take care of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm solely an investor. Um, okay. Everyone who invested um, in the farm, they, they raised $1.1 million um, for um, it was basically two plots of land, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, everyone's a, a passive investor, um, which I, I think is a better move uh, you know, in raising money. Cause then you, you don't have a bunch of opinions and it's one word of whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's one guy's vision leading it. Um, and like I said, I, I trust his vision until I don't, but <laughs> yeah, I, I put my money where, where my trust is at the end of the day. And I, you know, he seems to know what he's doing and, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's just been fun, man. I, I, I don't know what else to say other than it's, it's been fun. It hasn't yielded <laughs> anything back yet because yeah. in, especially with avocados, it takes like three to five years to start producing fruit and, and being able to sell it. But the right. cool thing is I, I feel like he was in the right place at the right time. Um, there's a bunch of articles coming out now about us um, investments kind of funneling into Tanzania, which is mm. completely random. Uh, but there's now trade agreements with um, I believe it's Europe and um, I, I believe um, India for export okay. uh, tariff-free exports of, of avocados actually. So it was nice. just good timing for yeah. everything. It, it's looking up for sure. Um, and the projections on it are 
are really exciting. He, he wants yeah. it to be over a hundred million dollar company in the next couple of years. That so, is, that's sweet, man. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of cool to see you operating with some, some of these big plays, right? Like you've made a good chunk of money for yourself doing your own thing. So now you can kind of, you know, some people and you, you have some money to be able to do this kind of stuff. And I know that that kind of allows you to think in a more like optimistic, positive mindset about things, but there are people that, that haven't had those opportunities and, you know, they kind of only really see like, Oh, I, you know, I had that blip in the stock market. So now it's just like, screw investing. I'm never doing it again. You know what I mean? Like, how can you kind of start to make steps towards looking at things from a more positive light? Like I'm sure a couple months after that investment thing happened, you were like, oh, well, I did pay for the lesson and I'll never have that issue happen again. But it's, you know, ultimately is good and a part of my journey type of thing. A lot of people in your position have that mindset, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that that's kind of the lesson I took from it. It's like, okay, at least I was playing with you know, I think when I invested, it was like a 21-year-old's money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned that lesson when I was 21, 22, instead of when I had, you know, let's say millions of dollars in my my 30s, 40s, or 50s, mm-hmm. right? It's a much easier lesson to to swallow when you're talking about thousands of dollars instead of, you know, potentially yeah. millions of dollars. And so, a class of Indiana Wesleyan is 3K average, <laughs> right? So, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was a, a valuable lesson, yeah. one that hopefully I'll, I'll never have to learn again. Uh, I'm sure I will. Like, that's just part of business. You know, you, you, you will lose for sure mm-hmm. at times. You just need to make sure you're winning more. Um, an analogy that, that I learned, it was like, you know, skateboarding. You, you see someone doing kick flips and stuff like that. But you get on the board and you're like, oh, no, they got to be lying, right? No one can do kick flips. Well, it takes reps to, to learn how to do a kick flip. Just the same in business or investing you have to take reps at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so my suggestion to people would be never over leverage yourself in any one investment. Uh, but the best investment that you can make is in yourself, especially if you are willing to grind a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. just because, you know, let's say the average return on investment in the stock market's 10% a year, right? If you invest in yourself and you're, you know, you feel like you're able, you can get more than 10% back on your money almost every time that you bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, even with your losses, right? They will balance out and be more than um, that, that 10% return in the stock market. Not to mention that the stock market's, you know, somewhat rigged, I think. Like it, it's it's yeah. a winning game for people who control it, um, which are hedge funds and stuff like that as we yeah. saw that COVID, right? But I've seen more and more articles too of people that are like, oh, they've outperformed Warren Buffett for the past 10 years consistently without doing any research. It's like, how is this happening? You know, it's a little tricky, so- no, I, yeah. I see most, there, man. It definitely of those can be speculative. Are, <laughs> most of the people outperforming those guys are like congressmen and women. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm like, oh, but, it seems like you have some in- info that we don't. So yeah, totally. <laughs> right uh, on, dude. That's funny. Yeah. All right. And yeah, well, that's that's super cool. And I, I agree. I think that making those mistakes and kind of just shooting as many shots as you can um, under the the realm of responsibility uh, would re- is really going to help people. And I think Gary Vee put it nicely. He said like, if you can be 112 and 90, as opposed to 45 and zero, that's infinitely better because you have all the lessons from the losses, but you have all the rewards from the victories, right? And so in business, it's not about having that perfect record or being better than a certain amount of people. It's just about being able to get the knowledge in. So I yeah. love it, man. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be embarrassing to have losses like on your record for for business. Um, I mean, it, it sounds kind of soft, but like at least you're trying, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you continue at it, you'll definitely succeed. I, I yeah. have come to the mindset, any type of business can work. 
as long as you put the reps in. And, you know, you see it, like you, you look at someone who might have, you know, a janitorial business and you're like, how the heck are they making money? Like the only way yeah. to make money now is, you know, online through crypto, whatever, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You might have that mindset, but they're in business for a reason. You know, the owner probably drives a relatively nice car. Not that that is what matters, but it shows that, you know, money can be made in almost any area as long as you put the reps in. And I, I think that's important. It doesn't need to be the prettiest business. It needs <laughs> to be something that you might like doing and um, something that you can provide, you know, well for your, your family or for yourself, whatever, whatever your goal is. I think it's doable in almost any type of business. No. Yeah, for sure. And it ties back into your earlier point of having the priorities and kind of setting those straight. And for you, they were, you know, getting that time freedom from not having a, you know, being in a job type scenario and also being able to give back to your kid and then eventually, and also, you know, kind of doing your own thing and being able to get into new, new markets and new things. So for you knowing that about yourself is awesome, but for the people that don't, you know, that advice really rings true for them because then they can kind of figure that out for themselves and, and things like that. So, so that's great, man. I mean, did you have any other closing faults or closing, sorry, closing thoughts or things that you would like to add as far as, you know, plugging anything new or any of your guys in Tanzania that you'd like to shout out? <laughs> um, I, I don't know any of their names, sadly, but oh, I know I'm trying to plan a trip. I, I, I want to go out there. Um, yeah. It's like, I want to say it's close to Mount Kilimanjaro and by close, I mean, it's like probably like an eight hour flight, but yeah, yeah. Uh, close I, in I Africa's wanna... terms, right. That's, yeah. that's just huge. Dude, the country's massive, Yeah, uh, but it would be like a, a 30 hour journey, but that is something on my bucket list. It needs to produce money first right. before I commit to doing that. But yeah. I have a few buddies that would, would go with me just, you know, for the journey, which would be cool. But it's a total movie moment too. You're like, oh, I get to see this place I'm investing in like firsthand. Yeah. Like that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, that's on the bucket list. But um, no, I, I I just appreciate you you having me on. Hopefully, it you know some of my advice connects with people. It's uh, I'm not an expert in, in life by any means. I'm still learning. I'm only 25, so um, take it with a grain of salt, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I think business is super important. I think people should apply themselves to a side hustle, even if they are comfortable. I think it it develops you as a, as a person and develops your character kind of getting kicked in the teeth every once in a while is okay. So yeah. That that would be my, my closing thought is just go out and try something, even if you might lose it, it's worth it just from a life lesson perspective. Yeah, no. And that, that goes hand in hand with a good quote from uh, the good old Mike Tyson, bro. Everybody needs a gun punch every once in a while. So it happens, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I had one pretty recently uh, within, within business and I won't get into the nitty gritty of it, but it, after it happened and I started to like make the necessary moves around it, I was like, man, those are just so necessary. Like it sucked in the moment. I'm like, how am I still running into these same problems? But it's just necessary. Like you need that stuff to learn and it all shows you how it works out in the end. So it's good to have that thought. And it was, again, it was awesome to have you on. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, you were able to come on for a second time and be that first guy. Cause uh, again, that first episode's still crushing. So go back and watch that one guys, if you haven't already. And you can see Colin Foote's true story from starting out in a job and kind of heading to where he is now. So Awesome, man. Well, great. I'll go ahead and close this out. Young Bloods, remember money in your 20s is knowledge for life. And you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Young Blooded Podcast. Now that we are in season two, there is an active newsletter along with a bunch of giveaways and challenges. All of this is happening on my LinkedIn page and youngbloodedpodcast.com, which will be linked at the top of every episode for the foreseeable future. Money in your 20s is knowledge for life.